Hello and welcome to The Whistler from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. I know many strange tales hidden in the hearts of men and women who have stepped into the shadows. Yes, I know the nameless terrors of which they dare not speak. And now, the Whistler's strange story, Fading Star. At 43, Don Carlton knew his popularity as a romantic motion picture star was waiting, that he was on the way out. He knew that he must do something, something spectacular, ensuring national publicity and a sympathetic reaction by the public. So you decide on marriage, don't you, Don? Marriage to lovely young Dulcie Winslow, whom you're certain will soon be a top star. You're equally certain that marriage to Dulcie will be a great boon to your box office value. You decide to begin your campaign immediately, to spend the next four weeks in romantic courtship. Dulcie's already fond of you and grateful to you. You helped her to her first part, introduced her to the right people. And now, enjoying a leisurely breakfast in your own apartment, you smile as you recall her affectionate attitude of the evening before, when you took her to dinner to celebrate the final day of shooting of her first big part in a major picture. You're still smiling as you enjoy your final sip of coffee. Don? Dulcie, darling. I'm just finishing breakfast. I just got a couple of minutes between some publicity shots, but I forgot to tell you something last night. Really? What? Jack Webster's throwing a party for the whole cast this evening in the commissary. He told me to be sure and ask you to come. But uh, I wasn't in the cast. I know, but Jack wants you to come anyway. So do I. Well, in that case, I'll be there. I'll be watching for you. Bye for now. Quite a party. Everyone's saying you stole the picture. Oh, I wish I had. <laughs> Who's the guitar-playing cowboy? Wally Barden. He sings the title song in the picture. Easy on the eyes, isn't he? Yes, he is. He's got a nice voice. I have an idea this picture will be a big break for him. Really? Mm-hmm. Come on. I'll make him sing for you. Oh, no, no, Dulcie, please. I'll take your word for it. If there's one thing I'm allergic to, it's a cowboy singer. Well, he's a little more than that. Anyway, I want you to hear him. Come on, please. Okay. Wally, I want you to... Well, hello, gorgeous. I was just thinking about you. And I was just talking about you. You've never met Don Carlton, have you? Never have. Seen him often enough, though. How are you, Mr. Carlton? Fine, thank you. Dulcie was just telling me that Sing you... that number you did in the picture for him. Will you, Wally? Oh, he, he don't want to hear me sing. Well... And sing it for me. Oh, whatever you say, honey child. For you, I'd do anything. In the West, most men are young men. Adventurous, ruthless, and bold. They fight for their fun and 
live with a gun. Just a few ever live to be old. Some men come west to forget what they've been. Some come to look for gold. A man named Slade shot his way to good pay. But I hear that he's getting old. He's always been smart and quick on the draw. Laid lots of bad men out cold. But there'll soon come a day when they'll cart him away. Cause I hear Jack Slade's getting old. Oh, <laughs> well, was I right, Don? Yes, I'm afraid you were. He's really quite good. Thanks, Mr. Carlton. Look, Dulcie, this party's nearly over. How about you and me going out in the town and celebrating? Well, I'm sorry, Wally. Don's taking me out. How about tomorrow night, Dulcie? I'd love it. It's a date. I'll pick you up about seven. Take it easy, Dad. But there'll soon come a day when they'll cart him away. Cause I hear Jack Slade's getting old. <laughs> Wally Varden's needling you about your age was a jolt, wasn't it, Don? Dulcie's obvious interest in him jolts you even more. In the days that follow, Dulcie often speaks of dates with Wally, and you'd like to settle things with her right now, but something tells you the ideal moment for your proposal is days, if not weeks, away. You wish you could find some way to break up their friendship. And a week later, at a party in the home of producer Jack Webster... An unexpected opportunity presents itself. Just before Martha South, famous singing star of Edco Films, takes her position at the piano to play her own accompaniment for some of her old favorites, you see her remove one of her famous diamond rings, wrap it in one of her gloves, and place it on a chair beside her fur coat. As the 40 or more guests, spellbound by her charm, edge ever closer to the piano, it's a simple matter for you to remove the ring, unobtrusively cross the room to the side of Wally Varden and drop it into the side pocket of his coat and then drift quietly into the group. When Martha takes her final bow, things work out exactly as you'd planned. Just wonderful, my dear. Oh, oh good heavens, my ring! My ring! Huh? What about it, Martha? My ring's gone. Just before I went to the piano, I put it inside my glove. And it's not there. The glove is empty. Oh, you must have dropped it, dear. Oh, it isn't on the floor. Anyway, it couldn't have fallen out of my glove. I... I hate to be nasty, but I'm afraid someone has taken it. Oh, come now, Martha. This could easily be a gag. Oh, now, come on. Whoever has it, speak up. <coughs> I'm afraid it wasn't a gag, Don. I'm sorry, my friends, but you leave me no choice. I must phone the police. Oh, I must ask all of you to remain in this room until the police get here. Mr. Webster, I, I'm sorry, but I just can't stay. I told you that when you invited me. I'd uh, have to leave early, don't you remember? I'm booked to open at the Quadrangle Club tonight. I'm due on stage in 40 minutes. Sorry, Wally, but I can't make any exceptions. You'll have to wait like everyone else. Operator? Give me the police department, will you please? Well, Mr. Webster, we've got our man. 
You sure, Lieutenant? I don't see how we could be any more sure this young fellow had the ring in his coat pocket. Wally, no! I didn't steal it. Somebody else did, then dropped it in my pocket. I don't know why, but they did. Oh, but why, Wally? What could they hope to accomplish? I don't know. Maybe they got scared, changed their mind. All I know is that I didn't steal that ring. I know it's hard to believe my saying I had to leave to fill that club date just when I did. It makes me look bad. I'm afraid it does, Wally. Very bad. Oh, wait a minute. You mean this man wanted to leave before we got here? Yes, Lieutenant. Said he was due on stage at the uh, Quadrangle Club. I am. You better get your hat, Varden. Things worked out even better than you'd hoped, didn't they, Don? Suddenly you get another idea. One you're certain will endear you to Dulcie forever. As Wally and the police lieutenant start toward the door... Just a minute, uh, Lieutenant. For you too, Jack. Let's not act too hastily. Now, this young man could be telling the truth. I believe he is. I'm sure he is. I haven't known Wally very long, well, but That's I... the whole trouble, Dulcie. None of us have known him very long. He's the only person here we haven't all known for years. Mr. Webster. Hmm? Excuse me, Mr. Webster. Can I say something? Yes, of course. What is it, Bill? This young fella never took that ring. Oh, wait a minute. How can you be so sure? Because I saw him the whole time Miss South was singing. He was standing right over there against the wall. Never moved once. You're positive of this? I sure am. I opened a little crack in the door and peeked in. Saw the whole thing. Did you see any of the other guests near him at any time? Three or four of them. A lot of them was kind of walking around between songs. But you sure this young man, Wally Varden, didn't leave his position on this side of the room? Positive. Well, thank you, Bill. You can go back to the kitchen. You've kept us from making a bad mistake. Yes, sir. Shall I go back to my work? Yes. Unless the lieutenant has some further questions. No, nothing more. You're excused, Bill. Thank you, Captain. Well, it looks like we're right back where we started from. How about me? Does anyone still think I stole that ring? Oh, of course uh, not, Wally. She was I never did think first. so, Wally. I heard you say so, Mr. Carlton, and I sure appreciate it. I'll never forget it as long as I live. Is it, is it all right if I leave now, Lieutenant? I think I can still make it on stage in time. Oh, certainly. We've no evidence to hold you. Well, then I think I'll be going. Good night, everybody. Good night, Wally. I'm sorry. Well, I might as well be leaving, too, Mr. Webster. There's nothing more I can do. Good night. Good night, Lieutenant. And uh, thank you very much. I think I'd better go, too, Jack. I've sort of lost my party mood. We all have, I expect. Well, we'll start over some other night real soon. Shall we? Yeah. Sure, Jack. It's a good idea. Good night. Can I drop you off at your place, do sir? You surely can. Come up for a nightcap if you have time. I want to talk to you, Don. I was proud of you tonight, Don. Oh? What do you mean? Hmm? The way you stood up for Wally when they found that ring in his pocket. Oh, oh, that. I just wanted to be sure he got a fair deal, that's all. He struck me as a clean-cut young fellow. He is, but... Quite talented, too. As a matter of fact, I'm going to see that he gets a nice break tomorrow. Really? Yes. The young fellow playing the part of the racing driver in Silver Road, the picture I'm doing now, mm -hmm. was stricken with appendicitis today. I'm going to ask Jack Webster to replace him with Wally. They'll only have to reshoot a couple of scenes. Hmm. 
I've never known anyone quite like you, Don. I'm glad you said that, my dear. Because, well, I've never been in love. You mean you... I mean I love you, Dulcie. I want you to marry me. But, Doc, well, you never said anything before. I didn't know. You should have. I've loved you for a long time. You should have told me. Now it's too late. You mean someone else? Yes. Wally Varden? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, Don. I didn't know how you felt if, if you told me earlier, even a month ago. You'd have made me the happiest girl in the world. But now I... Now it's Wally. Tell me, how long have you felt this way? Well, I, I've liked him all along. But I wasn't sure how I really felt till tonight. Tonight? Mm -hmm. When they found Martha's ring in his pocket. And he said he was innocent and nobody believed him. I knew he was telling the truth. And I loved him. I see. <laughs> Strange how things work out sometimes, isn't it? Uh, better be running along, I guess. But be sure before you do anything rash. Let this new romance jell a while. Don't rush into things, huh, baby? Mm -hmm. I won't. Your attempt to frame Wally Varden Boomerang, didn't it, Don? And you curse yourself for your stupidity. At long last, you realize you're in love with Dulcie. That marriage to her means even more than the money it would bring you. Though that's still important, too, isn't it? And you're sure you can still win her if you can just eliminate Wally some way, anyway. Your jealousy toward him has turned into a murderous hate, hasn't it? And time is now a vital factor, isn't it? Even though Dulcie assured you she wouldn't rush into things, you learned long ago that women often change their minds. And whatever you do, you must do before Dulcie decides the time has come to marry Wally Varden. A few evenings later, in the living room of Jack Webster's, you're certain you see a sure and simple solution. Don, this is going to be the greatest chase you ever saw. Now, you'll be chasing Wally along that cliff road where we shot those scenes from the big car a couple of years ago. You remember the spot, don't you? Oh, sure. I've passed it a hundred times since. I know every foot of it. Well, then you won't have any trouble finding it. I'll change the shooting schedule so you and Wally can drive up tomorrow, okay? Sure. sure fine. Yeah, that's good. We can use a couple of foreign cars, convertibles. Now, that stretch of road's pretty dangerous. It'll be a cinch. I know every turn. Well, you'll have a few hours tomorrow afternoon for some trial runs. That's why I'm sending you up early. Good. We'll be able to run it blindfolded, huh, Wally? If you say so. <laughs> I'll have the cars checked from A to Z tomorrow morning. Put on special tires and tubes. You and Wally can pick up the cars any time after 11 tomorrow. Uh, 11.30 okay with you, Wally? Sure, fine. I'll bring the crew up early next morning. We'll be set to shoot at 9. You'll be there at 8 mm -hmm. and use the trailer for a dressing room. 8 it is. Oh, you better stay at that little place we stayed in last time, the uh, Casa Lodge. I might want to get in touch with you. <laughs> It'll be simple, won't it, Don? Jack Webster unknowingly gave you the answer to your problem of Wally Varden. You know that cliff road, and you know cars as well as most mechanics. All you'll need is a hacksaw and five minutes alone with Wally's car. You know exactly how to do it, don't you? The rod connecting the two front wheels and the steering arm. You'll saw through just enough to be sure it will hold through normal driving, but come apart after one or two curves at high speed. 
And once Wally loses control of his car, there's only one way he can go, isn't there? The following evening, after hours of driving over the scene of the next day's shooting, you and Wally arrive at Casa Lodge. Yes, sir. Double room? I think we'd better have our own rooms, don't you, Wally? Oh, anything's okay with me. Well, you'd better give us singles, I guess. Right. Now, let's see. Um, how about parking space? Oh, uh, there's a private lot in the rear, sir. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's safe enough. What about dinner? Well, there's nothing wrong with the Haviland Grotto. About a quarter of a mile north. Nice bar, too. Oh, sure. I remember it. Yeah, it's okay, Wally. Fine. Mm -hmm. After we clean up a little, I'll drive you over. We'll have a couple of drinks before dinner. Celebrate, huh? You're due to go a long way in this business, barring accidents. But accidents happen, don't they, Don? And when you and Wally return to Castle Lodge at a little after 11, the accident you've planned has driven everything else from your mind, hasn't it? After a few minutes of idle chatter and a cigarette in the now deserted lobby, Wally yawns, says goodnight, and goes to his room. A few minutes later, you return to your own room. Or you soon put out your lights and wait nervously in the darkness until nearly 2 a.m. Then you quietly leave your room and use the rear entrance of the lodge. And start towards your car parked right next to Wally. Cat, for a moment panic seizes you. You stand frozen with fear for several seconds and then return to the rear entrance of the lodge. When minutes of silence finally convince you no one was awakened by the noise, you decide to go through with your plan and walk rapidly to the rear of your car. And just as you're about to lift the lid of the turtle deck... Get away from that car! Well, Wally. Oh. Oh, it's you, Don. Yeah, yeah so what are you doing out here? Well, something woke me up a few minutes ago. I happened to look out the window, saw a guy walking towards the cars, and figured he might be an auto thief. <laughs> I didn't know it was you. Yeah. Uh, what's wrong? Oh, uh, nothing. I... Well, something woke me up, too. I, I got a crazy hunch somebody was after the car, so I came out to take a look. Well, I'm going back to the hay. You'd better do the same thing. We only got a couple more hours. No, no, I, I'm going to stay up, Wally. I, I couldn't sleep anyway. All I do is toss around and worry about the cars. Not me. I'm catching some more shut eye. You know what I think I'll do? Run these hacks around for a few miles. I've got a feeling about them. I think you're nuts, but it's okay with me. Here's the keys to mine. Thanks. I'll see you about 6.30, huh? Yeah, sure. Now it'll be easy and certain, won't it, Don? As soon as Wally re-enters the lodge, you take your toolkit and your flashlight from the rear of your car, slide behind the wheel of Wally's, and drive quickly away. A half mile or so from the lodge, you turn into a quiet side road. And in a matter of minutes, your mission is accomplished. At a little before nine next morning, after some friendly kidding from Wally about your worries of the night before, you're sitting tense and nervous behind the wheel of your own car. You're motor racing, about ten feet behind Wally. After what seems like hours, Jack Webster finally barks the cue you've been waiting for over the loudspeaker. Roll up! Close the gap on this turn, Don. 
curious crowd at the base of the cliff where an unexpected tragedy had ended the filming of an exciting motion picture sequence and the life of a gifted actor pushed forward to listen as the highway patrolman questioned a more fortunate actor who had miraculously escaped a similar fate. You say your car went out of control, huh? Yeah, officer, just after I made that last turn. I was straightening out the wheel and all of a sudden I was in a spin. Why I didn't turn over, I'll never know. What I'll never know is how you kept from going over that cliff. Uh, probably the rod connecting the two front wheels and the steering arm. When it breaks, it often causes a spin. Well, I would have at that, I guess, if Don Carlton hadn't sideswiped me when he tried to pass me while I was spinning. He knocked me over against that boulder, but he bounced off my car, and that was it. Greatest guy I ever knew, too. Uh, that's too bad, but these things happen, you know. Don't let it get you down, son. Just remember your own good luck. I do, but, well, Don Carlton was such a great guy to me. I'll never forget how he spoke up for me at a party a couple of months ago when everybody else figured I was a thief. He got me my part in this picture. Don helped my wife a lot, too. Your wife? Since when? Since Tuesday, Mr. Webster. You weren't shooting any of my stuff that day, so we drove down to Mexico and tied the knot. We were keeping it a secret, but from now on, I want everybody to know about it. Maybe you've seen my wife on the screen, officer. Her stage name is Dulcie Winslow. The Whistler. Listen next week when once again the United States Air Forces in Europe present The Whistler. <laughs>